Welcome to Ghetto Blaster Magazine's Best Song Ever Podcast. My name is Brian LeBen, and alongside me, as always, is my dear, dear cousin, Luke LeBen. How are you doing today, Luke? Oh, I'm good. I am feeling froggy. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah. French? Uh, huh? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm up to something. Uh, as you know, mm-hmm. I am podcasting's bad boy prankster, <laughs> and, uh, you know... Basically, the Banksy of podcasting, and you <laughs> oh, know, man, Banksy yeah. built that shredder into the frame of his painting. It was awesome, and yeah, it's pretty badass. Someone bought the painting for one point four million dollars, and then it shredded itself. Uh, classic prank, really awesome. So when you reach the end of this episode, and when the final notes of Pond Fight by Congress play, uh, your phone will just fall apart into mm. all its base pieces, you know. And uh, so make sure you listen all the way through the end, yep. everyone. This is our uh, priceless work of art that will destroy itself. The episode will be deleted as well from existence. Mm. So it no one will ever be able to hold on to it. I imagine a lot of people won't make it to the end of the episode. I, I think you're probably right. Also, I feel like, you know, I number one, I didn't know you were considered the bad boy of of podcast pranks or whatever kind of secretive so well except you just laid out your entire plan like a bond villain how stupid was well that? no this is like my tony stark i am iron man moment that you uh, know that okay. i am the podcasting banksy i'm panksy <laughs> as, right. as i've been known for a while indeed you are and banksy. uh yeah i just got that iphone back door and uh so all your all your phones are gonna fall apart if you listen to the end um so if you don't if you want to keep your phone intact maybe just don't listen all the way this is a terrible business model (laughs) (laughs) yeah but uh pretty cool right i'd say uh it's gonna it's gonna make a splash i think so yeah you you gotta you know um make you gotta spend money to make money (laughs) you gotta start (laughs) bending to get trending you know what i mean exactly you gotta fuck with your listeners to fuck your listeners you know (laughs) exactly how dare you um but you had a interesting weekend as well right i you went up to the old great white north <laughs> i sure did uh yeah for canadian thanksgiving yep that fake holiday it's uh, no it's not fake they have a lot to they have a lot more to be thankful for than we do my friend that's uh, true they really do um also Legal i like weed <laughs> and justin trudeau and yeah. um Yes, I, I didn't really go up to the Great White North. I kind of went east and a little south <laughs> to get to Canada. That's uh, not the direction you should be going. I know. Did you know the Ambassador Bridge to Canada? When you go to Canada, you are going south. No, I do know Detroit. that because there's that little dip that goes underneath yeah. and it's like the one spot where Canada's under us. So, yeah, I went to Canada and uh, Canadian Thanksgiving is great, um, you know, instead of um, reading articles about like how to avoid talking to your racist uncle yeah. for American Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's like how to explain what's wrong with America to your Canadian uncle. You just go there and you're like, I know, I'm I sorry. Don't know. I don't <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't know how to tell you what's going on. Um, but yeah, people are always like, what do you eat at Canadian Thanksgiving? The same stuff. Turkey? Yep. Turkey, mashed potatoes. Um, except we ha- we have a family tradition of having uh, curry cashew uh, curry cashew cauliflower, which is Ooh. delicious. That sounds like something that would actually make cauliflower bearable. So, oh, I love cauliflower. Um, but it, I uh, I was talking with my family there about how 
2018 has been the year that my wife Amy has discovered older men. <laughs> and she's found... Uh... <laughs> oh, it took her this long? Because my yeah. girlfriend Kyle has been crushing on the Trivago guy for years. So Trivago. He's that silver fox who uh, tells you about hotel listings. <laughs> Weird. We That's also have th- this guy who lives next door who we call Sexy Grandpa because he's <laughs> like a really good looking older guy. But So yeah, so this year there have been three famous, very famous actors who um, have been, you know, considered quite handsome for a long time, that she has, in the middle of watching a movie, been like, ah, I get it. I I get it now. Um, So I want you to take three guesses to see if you can guess who these actors are that she, this year, thinks are very attractive. I'll give you one Mm. hint, which is the movies we watched were from the 90s. So these were old actors in their prime in the 90s. I'm going to go with Alan Alda. Incorrect. <laughs> um, Morgan Freeman. Eh, wrong. <laughs> and uh, Justin Bieber. <laughs> nope. Terrible. Terrible showing. <laughs> no. Um, first, it was Harrison Ford. Oh. Um, which... Uh, she never found him attractive until this year. I'm like, year. did she ever see Star Wars? She, Yeah, she's seen it. Um, actually, uh, this was during Witness, so I guess that's from the 80s, but oh. still. Um, and in other things now, she's like, okay, yeah, Harrison Ford. The second one was Richard Gere, which... Uh, no, that one I'm not down with. Yeah, I she, think he's, she's into him now. I've always found it weird that he was considered so good looking. Something about his face is just weird. I, I agree. I don't find men attractive. And he put a, a hamster rule, up his butt. It's <laughs> <laughs> a nervous legend. And the final one just happened recently. Bruce Willis. Uh, oh. During uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance, she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I get this. Obviously, and, he's a hunk, but I hear he's a Republican. So. Uh, well, I better tell her. <laughs> and then uh, she, after I told my family this, said, I finally got my adult taste buds. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. All right, should we get started? Yeah. So this is, of course, best song ever. Brian and I each pick three songs and then debut them for each other. And if he plays a song I really love, I'm going to say, Lordy, Lordy, Barry Gordy. And if I play a song he really loves, he's going to give it his stamp of approval, which is... Papa Likey. So, let's get into it. I wanted to start us out strong. And this song is just a badass burst of energy. It's a lot of fun and super catchy and rocks ridiculously hard. This comes from the Japanese band Chai. You ever heard of this band? I don't think so. Uh, the This band is made up of four females who are not fans of the Japanese idea of kawaii or cuteness. So they call their like genre Neo Kawaii. And they actually say that in this song, um, which is called Neo. And um, their lyrics are about like female empowerment and sort of the beauty of of not being cute and perfect. And uh, their debut album came out digitally a while ago, but it was just released physically by Burger Records, and that put it on my radar. The album is entitled Pink. And uh, Brian, you ready for a little pop of color in your life? Oh, absolutely I am. Here's Chai with Neo.
song was bonkers really enjoyed it really enjoyed it as an opening and uh papalaki for sure yeah that was a, yes, a lot of fun i uh i kind of want to like send that song brie larson's way and she can like send that out to anyone who is like hey uh captain marvel should smile more in the trailer for the movie are people actually did you not that? See, did you oh not hear God, that yeah no. they're like well why don't you smile more honey <laughs> it's like <laughs> fuck you um yeah no it was great i liked it a lot i was a little worried you weren't giving me a pop like you there for a second i was like are you insane um i buried the lead that was good that was tricky of you um <laughs> you're a regular panksy and uh at first i just thought this song was like a fun you know like mm-hmm. talking to someone that you think is cute but then there's this deeper level of it's actually being sort of critical um i mean it could work on that level too but it's uh i translated the lyrics that are in japanese and uh they're saying like why is always the same face where's the personality and making that point that i absolutely agree with which is if you set a standard of what beauty is or what it should be, you're neglecting the beauty of individuality, which like someone's individual like vibe and style and personality is a lot more impactful and a lot more beautiful than just someone who's skinny with the symmetrical face and perfect makeup and fits whatever the the mold is. So yeah, this uh this song and this whole album is rocks hard. It's all over the place. It's kind of crazy and chaotic, but still fun and poppy and rocks hard at the same time. And uh, has some astute social observations and uh, lyrics about female empowerment. So yeah, you should definitely send it Brie Larson's way. I'm just happy we're gonna get a uh, cat in the Marvel universe. Her cat Chewy mm-hmm. is. Uh, mm-hmm. You can see his butt on the tra- on the poster. Yeah. I hear that cat causes all sorts of hell, though. Oh, that's going to be... He's going to get up to some antics. It's going to be fun. Maybe that's how Fury loses his eye. <laughs> Your cat I, just oh, goes man. nuts on him. I hope, so. I hope we figure that out. I think it should oh, be the he, cat. He's got two eyes in the trailer, so oh. we're going to find out how he loses his eye for sure. <laughs> I hope it's the cat. It's the cat. <laughs> so that was Chai with Neo from Pink, out now on Burger Records. Now, Brian, you were saying that... There is, uh, oh, I was going to say pink is in all caps, but it's not. Chai is in all caps. But you were mm. you were saying that uh, there's another band from Japan who made their album pink. Yes, Boris. 
which I love that album a lot. And that was from, I don't know, probably 12 years ago now or something like that. So, but yeah, um, do, I'll allow it. Does Boris's pink have like a cartoon on the cover of like uh, someone picking their nose? No, uh, this I be- one does. I believe their cover is just pink. Oh, okay. It, yeah. That's, that's cool too. Yeah. Well, maybe, uh, maybe Chai is uh fans of Boris and it was a little nod to them. Maybe they're just doing their own fucking thing and in parallel thinking. You ever think of that? Yeah. Either way, I'm. I'm. Either way, I'm all right with it. I was okay. just being, you know, a naysayer. You know how I am. I like to take you down a peg. Yeah, I prefer it when you're a yaysayer. Ah, yaysayer. That's a good band. Um, so I'm gonna move along. If you're done yapping about meaningless <laughs> things over there, uh, yeah. sir. To uh, I switched my order up a little bit because I think the themes of this person's album go along with what uh, you were just talking about. This album just came out on uh, last Friday, October 5th, and I've been spending a lot of time with it. It seeks to answer a, uh, a few questions. Uh, number one, how, how do you love another when it hurts to do so? What is the physical limit to which one can carry the emotions of others? And how does a modern female artist reckon with the expectations demanded of her femininity? So I think that last one kind of made me think of of, uh, of the song you just played. This is a singer-songwriter who just put out her, her sophomore album. Her name's Madeline Kenny. And uh, her first album, she worked with a producer by the name of Chaz Bear, a.k.a. Toro y Moi. Oh, yeah. And... For her second album, she worked with Jen Wozner of oh, wow. Y Oak and Flock of Dimes. So uh, she, uh, she's she been able to attract some pretty awesome uh, producers. That's really cool. And this was the first time Jen Wozner produced an entire album, and she plays some, really? uh, some instruments on it as well, does harmony. She said this was unlike any other thing she's worked on. It was the first time she produced music that was other than her own and um the only time she's experienced working exclusively with women and it was a Mm. creative experience unlike any that she's ever had i I really enjoyed madeline kenny's first album which was more along the kind of hazy singer songwriter sort of thing that is uh is happening right now yeah and this really flips the formula it um it is more focused on st- kind of strange arrangements <laughs> and flipping it uh, and uh, using instruments that she hadn't really used before, um, doing stranger things with her guitar. Um, spooky. Yeah, very spooky. And it's great because it, it's coming out in the spookiest month of all, October. Right. And also, I um, there was something that spoke to me about this album, like just the way that something that spooked to you no that spoke oh spoke not spooked um just the way that like the songs move you know like they can kind of have this interesting outward movement to them Hmm. and when i was reading about her history she studied classical piano but also um was in was into dance ever since she was in kindergarten and her original um career choice was to be a modern dance choreographer. Hmm. And I feel like that sense of movement that I wasn't able to quite place my finger on makes complete sense in knowing that about her history. So, um, 
this is an album that like I had free reign to choose whatever song, and sometimes that's overwhelming because there's so many great songs. Yeah. But I think I picked a pretty good one. I'll be the judge of that. All right. Yeah, you will. So let's get listening, my friend. This is Madeline Kenny with No Weekend. That song had a lot of really cool sounds going on. I liked the the weird synths and the horns and some sexy sax and yeah, just a very strange rhythm, but I liked it and mm-hmm. it was just a cool like sort of breezy atmosphere that was created in that song. I really liked the line about rubbing elbows with your pain. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I thought it was cool. A very you were saying that you felt like you had some songs in your lineup that were really similar, but I don't know how that's a pretty unique sound. I don't yeah. know how something could be similar to that. It, it is. Um, 
yeah it, it's got a it's got a similar sort of a vibe to the other songs in the lineup but it's for sure different um because that was the there was like some harmonies going on there too mm-hmm. like towards the end that reminded me of like the old school dirty projectors yes. when uh amber and angel were in it and uh so yeah i just feel like there was so many different sounds going on in there very unique and uh cool vibe uh this uh the whole album at times reminds me of a, a combination of old school dirty projectors and old school grizzly bear um yeah. like when grizzly bear was more guitar centric in some of their work um it, it's a really really great interesting album that uh it goes kind of all over the place um but has you know a, a nice common thread of just this spacey dreamy yeah. uh beautiful sound to it but just pushing that sound outward a bit um because i I think it could have easily fallen into a sound that is pretty prevalent right now which is the spacey dream pop Mm -hmm. but this totally screws that formula up in uh with the way that it structures its songs and arrangements absolutely and i can see some interesting like interpretive dance routine Mm -hmm. done to that so Mm -hmm. bringing that dancer's perspective to it i could definitely see that coming in for sure yeah so that was madeline kenny with no weekend from perfect shapes which is out now on car park records do you feel that brian i feel nothing i i i i, I feel nothing <laughs> <You> feel nothing <laughs> like just as a baseline you've become so numb i feel nothing oh but what what am i supposed to feel well there's a chill in the air oh a brutal breeze blowing. Is there? And then suddenly the snow starts to fall. Wait, what? And what's that up over the ridge? I don't know. Ah. The beating of heavy wings. Oh no. And then over the no, mountain sir. comes. <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> no. It's a blue dragon. Not an ice dragon. Oh. Don't no. people on Reddit will freak out if we call it an ice dragon. Um, and oh then astride it, you see me in Night King form, blue skin, blue eyes. I look rad and sexy. Um, and who's that leading my garrison? But artists you've played on the podcast mm-hmm. and Michigan musical all stars, Fred Thomas and Anna Birch. Ah. And okay, I see after, what this is. After a long ceasefire, the war of duets has once again taken effect, and then my dragon comes down and gulps you up. Yeah, your dragon food. Um, so I feel like normally some like a gentlemanly thing to do would be to say like, "Hey, um, the truce that we agreed to is over," because this has caught me completely unaware uh this is me telling you you better bend the knee you bend in the knee no i'm not bending no okay. knee well, i'm not bending listen to the song first and oh then yeah we'll, well i've heard it it's really good okay <laughs> but so yeah we have a war of duets and uh we're going back and forth for yep. a while 
and it's been uh, like I was playing all the all the best ones. Luke was playing the subpar I was ones, some solid ones. And then we were like, "This is getting out of hand" because yeah. we were fucking killing each other. There was so many good men lost their lives, and women, and yeah. children, yeah. and animals. I mean, those horses. <laughs> I know it was terrible what happened to those horses. It was it was really bad. But uh, apparently, you've started the war again. So game on. Yep. Um. So as I mentioned. We're going to listen to a song by Fred Thomas, who is an amazing songwriter from Michigan. And Anna Birch, who made her debut earlier this year, joins him on this song, Alter. And why don't we get into it? And then we'll talk about the album, and we'll see if Brian bends the knee. So here's Fred Thomas and Anna Birch with Alter. again i'm bringing the heat today uh yeah that i love that song papa papa lovey (laughs) it's really really great i haven't listened to the rest of the fred thomas album yet but um it's so good i love that song that's that song's one of my favorite songs of of the year i think um it's just so good I, i do though wonder like okay so that what do you wonder? That would take a really great hit in the War of Duets. But I feel like I could effectively argue that's not necessarily a duet. It's like he got Anna Birch to sing harmony. Uh, so, I, you know, like, 
I mean, I don't know. What what is a duet? Is it just two people singing together or is it like trading back and forth? You know what I mean? Um So I, I don't know. I Let's think... see what Lord Google has to say about it. <laughs> a performance by two people, especially uh, singers, instrumentalists, or dancers. That's a duet motherfucker well i feel like that definition's too loose because then any <laughs> song with harmony could be a duet it's hey that's fine no it's not fine i, I don't but i say uh, it's a duet gonna... if they get a featuring if they get a feature. okay all right i'll i'll agree to that that was a hard hit that you i am staggering back i'm not bending my fucking knee though that's for sure but i am i've i'm i'm worried <laughs> that that <laughs> you took should a, be. yeah that was a that was a good one i'm gonna need to find uh to really plot out my next move so be, all right be on a, be aware well i'll retreat back to my ice castle with gunther the penguin that's not the night king that's the uh king from adventure time but um but the war will will rage on for now but yeah that song rips so bad so bad in the michael jackson sense um and you know what follows that song on the album? No. It's House Show Late December, which was, he released that single, like, a while, it may have even been last year, it's a while ago. Mm-hmm. It's an 8 minute and 15 second song, and it's like, just, like, Fred Thomas, and throughout this album, he's just a phenomenal storyteller. Hmm. You got it on that song, but hmm. House Show Late December is this whole epic tale, and it's beautiful. I'm going to have to and, check this out. Yeah. But uh, I just love, he writes these songs and, you know, it's like, they feel like this one, especially in House of Late December, it's like, they feel like these sort of rough periods, like retrospect on like tough times that he's gone through or seen other people go through. And, uh, you know, I first uh, heard Fred with the album Changer, which came out Mm -hmm. uh, last year. And I realized he's had like a bunch of albums and he's been writing for a really long time and he just came on my radar last year but this album Afterine is supposed to be sort of the conclusion of the trilogy of his last three albums mm. changer and all are saved i thought of changer more as just guitar based and i think yeah. he gets into some some other uh elements as well but on this one he's got like synths and you could hear a little on that and there was that ripping guitar solo on this but i just felt like there was like interesting sounds that i didn't hear on that album and so it feels like a sort of branching out but then they just have that same that same vibe that feels very uh michigany to me yeah just the whole um but not not in like the pure michigan ads way in like the grittier (laughs) underside um like proto-martyr captures as well and um yeah, and so that's definitely the connective thread throughout all, all of these. I I also um, really like the story of uh, Fred Thomas sending Anna Birch's album to Polyvinyl, who he signed to, and said, you need to sign her. And, and then they did, and they put out her debut album. So it's kind of fun to get those two back together yeah. again. Um, they, they have some connecting thread as well going back a bit. So um, they are like-minded individuals with music so that's fun yeah fred's really cool with uh helping helping out other uh michigan artists he did uh steph chura's album too Mm. and uh he's a fantastic producer and writer and performer and that song's amazing and the album is as well 
Good on you, Fred. So that was Fred Thomas featuring Anna Birch with Alter from Afterine, out now on Polyvinyl. Duet of the century. War ending. <laughs> no. Okay. War just beginning again. <laughs> and Game of Thrones is past the books now. Now we're past the show. That was basically like predicting yeah, that's what's going to happen. That's a good point. In, um, the next season. And your dragon food. I... <laughs> I think the Night King's going to say that. That's going to be his first line. He's going to pull up to Jon Snow and Danny and be like, you dragon food, and then the dragon eats him. <laughs> I think that that's 100% going to happen. Yeah. Um, I wonder how you got advanced scripts, you know? Like, that's pretty, pretty me and, impressive. Uh, me and Weiss and Benioff are pretty tight. Tell him to be better. All right, <laughs> let's move on to uh, the, the next song here. Um, this comes from another, uh, singer songwriter who, uh, I've, I've really enjoyed for a long time. This is Sharon Van Etten. Have you, uh, heard the new Sharon Van Etten song yet? I haven't, but I brought her up recently multiple times talking about people who play with her. Mm. Um, and yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. I like her stuff. She hasn't put a, put a new album out in over four years. Um, uh, she's been kind of busy. Um, being a, uh, a, a new mother, um, oh, really? making, uh, like babies, making babies. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, no, also <laughs> making, making babies, taking uh, namesies, <laughs> making music for, um, the revival of Twin Peaks. Uh, yeah. Making music for Corona commercials. There's that one. Uh, Blue Sky Corona commercial that I see a million times all uh-huh. the time, and uh, she sings a song on it. Did oh wow okay well good good on you <laughs> good on you Sharon. Um, also, she did the score for uh, the movie Strange Weather and the closing title song for Tig Notaro's show Tig. And great special. Uh, she also was in the OA as an actress which i love that show oh i still and, have not seen it oh, you're an idiot it's so good she, uh so she she's been doing a lot and she wrote the songs for this album she says in stolen time in time between mm-hmm. things when she could scrap together things and um a lot of it she put her guitar down because she was using the guitar a lot for the specifically for the movie score and went to a piano and had a lot of inspiration from writing songs from that point. You haven't heard this song yet, which I'm pretty excited about. So I'm just going to shut up talking about it. And then we're going to talk more about the specifics when we listen to it. Yes, please. So this is Sharon Van Etten with Comeback Kid.
once again, I don't just do it for my songs. That song ruled. Yeah. Lordy, Lordy, Barry, Gordy. <laughs> um, I loved it. From the very beginning, yeah. I was like, yep. And then it sort of has that shift right towards the end mm-hmm. where she's, she's saying, you got to come back. And uh, yeah, oh, that was great. It was so much bigger and harder rocking than I expected mm-hmm. and just had a great energy to it. I loved it. Yeah, uh, she uh, she then will be happy to know she's accomplished what she really wanted to for for this album, which is uh, make a shift from um, like the minimal meditative sound she has done in the past so well into more energetic and upbeat. And she had someone who helped her flip that signature a bit. Someone oh. that you really enjoy. Oh, who is Producer, it? Producer, superstar, John Congleton. <gasps> He's uh, my favorite. Yeah, you you love him very much. He's great. And uh, I think that, you know, hearing this, you can you can really put your finger on, oh, yeah, this is a, a John yeah, Congleton definitely, because he's great at that sort of big, sort of fuzzy yes. sound. And she originally wrote this song as a piano ballad, but she did not want it to be pretty. She she wanted it to kind of mess it up a bit, mm, and yeah. uh, she did a great job making it much more anthemic and slightly spooky. It's it's got a little it spooky. It's sound got to a it. dark driving sound. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, I I love it so much. I've really liked Sharon Van Etten a lot. Um in the past but i'm happy that she is is uh also flipping her script a bit just like uh, madeline Madeline kenny did as well and um this is not at all what i was expecting when i heard new sharon van atten song yeah me neither well i was gonna say she uh must like stand up because she did the song for tig's album Mm -hmm. or special and then she named her song after a John Mulaney special. So oh, I think that whole song is about John Mulaney and that story he tells about that policeman. I'm just joking. That's not... <laughs> oh, okay. Well, but it, it is. Uh, but you seen that take? No. You seen that take? No. Oh, it's really good. You should, should watch, watch it. There's this thing she does in the end of it, like the last 15 minutes. That's brilliant. I won't tell you what it is. But you watch that. I'll watch the AO. We'll both round out our Sharon Van and related viewing. Cool, but make sure you watch the OA. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll try. All right. I think the AO is when you watch it backwards. You watch oh, the last episode man, first. You know, I'd be so interested in doing that, actually. It, it would lend itself well to a memento-style uh, edit. Um. So my friend, uh, I won't say her name, so I won't embarrass her. She's, we're telling her she needs to watch Sharp Objects. And she watched the last episode oh first. Oh my gosh. And I was like, how would you think that was a premiere? Right. Like you don't they don't introduce any of the characters. It's just automatically like shit is going down. That's I I would love to like experience that as her. Like I know. I wanna know what like, that's like. It's gonna make sense sometime, like, this right? This is cool. Uh, um that reminds me of our cousin who watched the second tape of Gone with the Wind first. Which is, I feel like, easier to do than watch the last episode of a TV show. Yeah. But, like, it also just didn't make sense to her. Um, but uh, also, I wanted to say, I um, I feel like a member of the Cherry Pop and Daddies because I have officially popped our cherry on 2019. Uh, this is the first song hey. from an album coming out in 2019. 
which is crazy that we're that close to uh, to the next year for a song to come out. Also, how horrible of a name is Cherry Pop like, and Daddy? Did you make a more disgusting? Isn't that terrible? Name? Cherry Poppin' Daddies. I feel like they could never uh, come out with a band name like that anymore. Not not yeah. not not now. But no, they would just get like nominated for the Supreme Court or something. <laughs> yeah, that's all. So so that was Sharon Van Etten with Comeback Kid from Remind Me Tomorrow, which is out January eighteenth, two thousand and nineteen, on Jag Jaguar. All right. So my last song comes from legendary swedish indie rock band peter bjorn and john pb and j you know what that means <laughs> oh oh luke why why do you do this why <laughs> their name's pb and j yeah it is that'd be funny uh <laughs> nice good yeah. job uh i've heard all three singles that they put out yeah and they're all very good yeah so they're doing something a little interesting for this new album, Darker Days. It's all about the number three, baby. One, two, three. Rule of threes. Devil's Triangle, that famous <laughs> oh, drinking goodness. game that we've all played. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> but no, so Peter Bjorn and John, obviously the three members make up this band. PBJ. PB and J. And which, how'd they manage that? That's just awesome. It, it, I feel like they had to, spe- like, I bet Peter and Bjorn um, yeah, were, they were, were together, together and they're and, like, we got to find a J. And there was like Peter, like a Frank audition. They're like, get the fuck out unless, or maybe John's name isn't really John. They made him change it so mm-hmm. they could have a J. You know, um, oh, wait. Yeah, I'm good. So, you know, I'm going to interject real quick. Last week we did a letter rip game. Yes. And I had a fun Peter, Bjorn, and John one that i didn't do because i ended up changing a word so it, it wasn't it didn't fit in but lay it um, on me it's a baby bjorn and john <laughs> <laughs> that's great um but yes yeah, so peter bjorn and john each released a single that they wrote and that's what mm-hmm. they did on this album is like the three of them each cool contributed um like writing and producing so no one person it was the front person they're doing it all together and then they released a three-in-one music video. Did you see this? No. It was like an interactive thing where you could like click and hmm. see the video you wanted to see. There was like three uh, different videos, one for each song. And um, we're going to listen to Peter's song, One for the Team. And Peter said, it's a pep talk sort of song, a positive call to arms, really. It's been a bumpy ride, as the song says. But the good thing you found together is really worth fighting for, especially after all this time. We really are stronger together. We all gain from helping each other out. We can't make it ourselves, at least not as good or as vigorous. All very corny, but also all very true most of the time. And the title is kind of corny, too, but I love calling a song one for the team. And I, I think sometimes corny, sappy statements are very truthful and so uh i don't i don't think uh there's anything wrong with this sentiment and it's funny because i actually just read that for the first time right now his quote about it Mm. and that's exactly what i was picking up on just listening to the lyrics of the song and not to mention their signature indie pop style is in full force here and it's really well put together so let's take a listen to peter bjorn john with one for the team it's a dream it's a dream i'm gonna So what we're grown It's a team, it's a team 
Is that how you do it? You've done. Woo! Oh, that's how you do it. You, um, you're lacking a Will Smithian quality that mine does have. Oh, you know, I should channel Ric Flair instead, the the famous wrestler who, sure. who did you a could woo. Do, you could um, do that, but that's I'm not going to right now. I don't want to, but I just wanted to throw that in there. That was a that was a really good one. That was not my favorite of the batch, but I do enjoy it. It's a it's a great, like you said, has a great PB and J uh sound to it which uh, you know reminds you of like young folks back in the day when mm-hmm. they came out with that awesome song um 
And there's kind of like a, a part between verse and chorus in the music that reminds me of like a old Motown song. That's exactly that. That's what I was thinking. It reminds me of like Sly and the Family Stone or some like Motown song. Yeah. Because uh, and I think I don't know if there is a horn going on there. I there's definitely I some know. guitar and voice singing it, mm-hmm. but it feels like yeah, some Motown horn part. Um, mm. very big and just positive celebratory sounding and i feel like that's that's good it's interesting that's juxtaposed with uh the darker days sentiment because it is darker and it ends on that spooky organ and um a sort of a dark note but it is sort of positive and uplifting throughout Mm -hmm. i feel like when i hear that yeah well i think in dark times you get closer to people that are around you you know and Mm -hmm. i I, that's kind of like the theme of the the song i feel like and also um just that banding together and getting tighter with with people is celebratory but again within the within darker times it's kind of uh it's like well how long can we endure together you know Mm -hmm. and it is spooky they got uh they got skeleton bones spelling out pb and j on the album covers um but yeah it's just such a such an awesome song and uh which one was your favorite out of the other three the bjorn song oh bjorn Um, oh bjorn gut feeling yep that that was the one that one was good too um they were all good yeah they're really cool um i think did i play a song from them before i think i'm oh i don't know i think i may have played a song from their last album breaking point yeah i did i played the titular track and um i well i lost track of them after the young folks days you know um and then they've still been putting out solid albums and i really like what they're uh, doing now so i'm excited for this new one so that was peter bjorn and john with one for the team from darker days out october 19th well i'm uh, gonna play the last song of the episode and i feel like this couldn't have set me up any better um because you're welcome uh you know we've been talking a lot about pb and j and um i'm going to now talk instead about pb take away the j you get pip blom who uh there is a panda bear or pit bull <laughs> <laughs> nope pip blom uh pip blom is a really awesome young indie rock band from amsterdam and uh yeah and they're named after the dynamic 22 year old singer songwriter guitarist of the band pip 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 blom (laughs) and um they just put out uh an ep on october 5th and it's really really good and their uh their sound has had comparisons to blur and courtney barnett and uh this song kind of sometimes reminds me a little bit of nirvana like a Mm. like a slower nirvana song or something i don't know really good stuff i don't know too much about this young band except they're from amsterdam they have a cool name because she's named pit blom so let's listen to pit blom with come home Say my name if you think it's over You aren't everything at once 
Gotta give that a lordy, lordy, berry, gordy. Oh, and also, woo! Oh, yeah, you got it. That was great. Another dark driving track, but it was mm-hmm. different uh, enough. Not not too similar to the Sharon Van Etten. I liked how it started out with that grungy yeah. uh, guitar part you're talking about. I could see the Nirvana comparison. and um, But then that bass kicked in. Mm-hmm. Loved the bass mm-hmm. throughout. And then that uh, catchy chorus with the telephone. I loved it. I really liked the groove that it... Uh, that it sort of turned into yeah it has a great groove it sounds like um oh it's immediately familiar even though you know it, it sounds like its own song but it, i was it, struggling to find a comparison i was trying to think of one and i'm like i i can't think of anything it, it's it's its own thing but it feels like it should be like a classic indie rock song from yeah. you know from the early 2000s, the early 2000s or something for sure. um you know, they did tour with the Breeders, which I feel like there's a mm-hmm. definite Breeders vibe. Um, but again, it's different. I, I think yeah. it's, a, it's a young band putting out a really solid EP, and it's someone uh, someone I'm interested in keeping track of because uh, it's very, very good throughout the, the entire EP. Yeah. Yeah. Another one of their songs started playing after, and it sounded kind of parquet courtsy, so I'm definitely mm-hmm. interested yep. in that. Chirk um, it out, man. I'll chirk it. Um, you know, it's funny you say the Courtney Barnett comparison. I think that ju- might just be because of the accent. I yeah. mean, I guess I could see a little crossover, but it's funny. Every time I bring up Courtney Barnett, uh, my girlfriend, Kyle, always says, when I'm drinking tea in the morning. <laughs> and it was something Howard Kramer said on the Who Charted podcast, mm. and now she always just makes fun of her accent. Ah. <laughs> and I'm like, I love Courtney Barnett. Yes. And I like her accent, but I think. That's I funny. don't know. I, I could see. I could see how you could think the accent is kind of a gimmick that she does. Right, That's what Kyle had said. I, and I, I think also kind of a lazy comparison for for people might yeah. might be any female singer now with, with an, an accent. accent that does rock music is sounds like Courtney Barnett. <laughs> That's what I was reading. Some I forget who the artist was uh, was saying that basically if you make like dreamy singer songwriter music, you get compared to uh, Julian Baker now. Uh <laughs> I didn't know it's that. It's just but a lazy comparison. Get more energetic comparisons. Yeah. Stop being so lazy. So that was Pit Blom with Come Home from Paycheck EP, which is out now on Persona Non Grata. All right. One last thing to do, and that's talk about the music we're excited for coming out this week in Shouts. <laughs> uh, first up, John Grant, awesome songwriter. Uh, his last album was fantastic. Love is Magic shouts to that also shouts to saint vincent i played her on the podcast like a million times she's like my favorite artist of all time uh mass education which is some reworkings of her mass seduction which i played fast slow disco which was a faster version of slow disco and now she also has slow so slow disco slow slow disco so that i'm interested to hear that and then uh but who's gonna do disco what she just needs to just she just do, needs disco. To do disco yeah, yeah by itself just normal speed disco yeah um then brian doesn't like this one but i've been really getting into him kurt vile with bottle it in that's gonna be fantastic <laughs> no you misunderstand no he kurt vile's fine uh so i have a couple number one matthew deer with bunny uh that album's great uh he's a he's a michigander oh i forgot well a texan and then went to u of m and then started making music trader yeah yeah uh and also founder of k records 
Yep, wonderful yep. frontman from Beat Happening, Calvin Johnson, with A Wonderful Beast. I'm pretty interested in listening to that as well. Also co-frontman with the band uh, The Halo Benders with the guy from Built to Spill. That is good stuff built as well. Built to Spill. It sound, seems like something was made incorrectly if it was built to spill. Yeah, that's that's shoddy workmanship uh-huh. there. But anyway, uh, why don't you just just head over to GhettoBlastermagazine.com already. Just do it. Just guys, do it. come on. And then while you're at it, just head over to at Best Song Ever Pod on all your social medias and give us a follow. And then go write us a review on iTunes. Yeah. Just, just Why haven't you done any three, of this yet? Three things. That's call all your mother you. and call your mother. <laughs> call your mother. <laughs> Tell her you love her. Um and yeah, I that's all we got to say except for thanks to our friends in uh the band Congress for letting us use their song Pond Fight as our theme and when it's final notes play, you you're probably hearing it fade in right now. When it's final notes play, mm. your phone will be reduced to ashes. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. So forget Blaster Magazine. I'm Luke Ben saying hmm, you better check your perspective. And I'm Brian LeBen reminding you, don't let the bastards grind you down. This is best song ever. And now your phone is ashes. Banksy.